Well, welcome to the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast, where we are fighting for a marriage just like you. You're probably wondering, who are we? Well, my name is Dawn, and I'm sitting here with my husband and my co-host, Travis. Yeah, we're sitting here in our basement studio, and we are uh, having a great time. It's a good night, isn't it, It Dawn? is, yes. Should we tell them why it's a good night? I don't know if we should give it away. Here's the thing. We stopped, and we got a 32-ounce fountain drink. We did. Sitting here sipping on it. Here it is. We'll, We'll let you hear the sound. Yeah, there you go. Oh my gosh. 32 ounces of deliciousness. I think you just gave away my addiction. I think I did. <laughs> you guys, I I really do like Diet Mountain Dew so much so that I have a $9.99 subscription to holiday gas stations or Circle K's or a couple different gas stations yeah. um, that honor this. But I can get one free pop. That's what we call them here. Are they free? Uh, yeah, per day. <laughs> per day. Um, for the whole month. So I could get 30 drinks. You know, it doesn't have to be pop. It can be coffee or whatever liquid they have available at, you know, at that store. But I always pick Diet Mountain Dew. Crazy. 30, <laughs> up to 31 <laughs> drinks in a month for 10 bucks. Yeah, that's like, a good that's month. That's insane. like on the odd month, like January and March, you know, when there is 31 yeah. days. But this month, there's only, what, 28 days or but 29. It, so I, I don't get, you know, exactly the same amount. But yeah, but a good night. We're just hanging out yeah. and we're actually sharing this one. And we're allowed to do that. We're married. But you're right, Don. We are hanging out and loving God, loving are, yeah. uh, our family and each other and fighting for yeah. love. And I, that's why we're on this yeah. episode in this podcast. I just have to ask, do you guys out there, do you guys share drinks? Do you share a straw? Do you share a toothbrush? I was just going like, to say, <laughs> that's so almost like sharing, sharing a, a toothbrush. When we go to a movie theater, we share popcorn, we share a pop, and we share the candy, we share everything. Right. But, and then when our kids oh. were little, we did like the family style popcorn and the yes. family pop. <laughs> but as long as we don't share toilet paper, that would not no, be that's okay. Gross. No, that would no, be no, gross. That's gross. <laughs> we're not going to go there. I'd rather just go straight into the podcast. <laughs> well, you may have heard me say this story before, but it goes great with what we want to talk to you guys about today. When I was 18 years old, I was driving my car and it overheated. So I didn't know what to do. So I pulled over to a gas station and they added some antifreeze and some water and they said I was good to go. So I just kind of believed them. I jumped back in my car and I was on my way, but I quickly noticed that the temperature gauge was slowly getting higher and higher when all of a sudden I heard a popping sound and I was instantly engulfed in smoke. At that moment, I felt this intense heat on my feet and my legs. And I thought for sure that I was going to die. I quickly knew I needed to get out of the car. So I slammed in the brakes, but there was nothing. So I did what the best I thought that I should do in that moment. I opened up the car door and I jumped out. And just a few moments later, I was laying in the middle of the road with severe burns all over my feet and legs, road rash on my left hip from jumping, but I was alive and I was not burning any more. Crazy. That is a crazy story. Crazy story. Every, every time I tell people that story, to me, it's normal because it happened to me. Yeah. But they're like, what happened? Honestly, it was just a freak accident. It won't happen to you. My heater core exploded. All the hot antifreeze came inside. The smoke that was smoke was actually steam as well from the hot antifreeze. Yeah, it felt like your car was on fire and in a way it kind of was. But Don, how did you become a pastor and not become a stunt woman? Like you should be in Hollywood movies. You jumped out of a car at 45 miles an hour, ended up with tons of gravel in your hip. You're like, got this boiling hot stuff on your body. You're rolling around the road and your car goes and crashes. And yeah, yeah. Like how, how fun 
horrible at the time, yeah. but fun to tell that story it's, now. It's it really good happened. Now. It's good now that the burns on my legs and my feet have <laughs> yes, healed because that yes. was probably one of the most painful things I had ever gone through. Honestly, I have an extremely high pain tolerance because healing from burns, especially chemical burns that were all over your legs, was horrible. But again, now they're just scars. My legs are good. I had a good plastic surgeon. But anyway, it's just kind of a wild, weird story. But the reason that we tell you that story today is because we're kind of going to be talking about fire, right? Fire, yeah. And burning. What does, what can fire do? Fire can burn us, right? And cause a lot of injuries. It's bad stuff. If we're not careful, man, like fire is hot. Fire, if it's close, is danger, but fire also um, is a warning. It like is, yeah. something could be very wrong with that feeling right, yeah. you had in that car. I remember when I was a kid, I mean, the, the house was on fire. At least that's what our neighbor told right. us. So it's like, wow, that freaks you out yeah. and maybe yeah. should. Yeah. You know, I told that story recently and this week as we we're just thinking about marriages and all of you that are listening, we realize that there are some of you right now that your marriages are on fire. For those of you where your marriage is, you don't need me to explain that. You know exactly what I'm talking about because you know that that's what your marriage is at right now. Yeah. They feel the heat. Yep. Uh, you you see the fire. You It's danger, right? And right. you're thinking, well, this isn't my house. It's not my car. It's literally my marriage right. and it's on fire. What am I going to do? You know, there are times when your marriage is on fire and you need some immediate help. Kind of like I did when I, when my legs were on fire, I needed someone to call 911 and they get the paramedics and need to go to the hospital. Um, but maybe with your marriage, maybe everything feels like it's out of control and your relationship seems doomed for destruction. So what do you do when your marriage is spiraling out of control and the flames of conflict and shattered expectations are just raging all around you and there's just smoke everywhere? Yeah, that that's a bad place. That's not a good thing. And it's time for solutions. It's time to be able to dial right. 911 yeah. and get that help. So that is the point of this episode. We want this episode to be a sort of first responder for your marriage and your own heart. We honestly, we just want to help we you. We do. We we so want to help. And I think it's important to be able to just stop with everybody that's listening, even looking at our own marriage and saying, hey, is there anything that's smoking right, right now? Yeah. Uh, do we see little sparks flying around or flames or is something burning yeah. <laughs> out of control in our relationship. Well, let me just throw this in there for those of you that might be tempted to not listen and turn this off right now. We just want to challenge you to keep listening because much of what we're going to talk about may have already applied to you in your marriage, but will likely apply to you in your marriage sometime in the near future. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think what you're saying too, Don, is there's so many people that you might be listening right now. Maybe you feel like, oh, my marriage is healthy and everything's going great. But the reality is what we're about to talk about, uh, there, there are so many things that just apply to all of us mm, every yep, day, yep. but especially to those where their relationships are on fire. And that is, again, the title of this episode, Help. My marriage mm, is on yeah. fire. So again, as you're listening to this, maybe though that is you, maybe you feel that heat in your marriage or you feel that, you know, that, that, that kind of spark or smoke swirling around you. And you're thinking, oh, oh my gosh, like we can't put it out with our own personal fire extinguisher. We need help. Maybe that's why you're listening mm, yep. to this podcast or you're about to reach out for other kinds of help. And that is the title of this episode. Help. My marriage is on fire. So what do you do to put out the flames and 
save your marriage from future damage? Mm, that's a great question. Hey friends, we'll get right back to the episode, but we just wanted to say if this podcast has encouraged you in any way, please consider sharing it on social media, leave us a review and be sure to subscribe. We'd also love to hear from you. So feel free to leave a comment. And for more information about Travis or Don Rosinger, go to lovingthefight.com. Because I know we've all been at that point where we just need to call 911. So what can we do in those moments? Yeah. And Don, you and I have experienced this before. And I think the reality is, if you want to put it out, you got to first of all, recognize that evil is literally launching an all-out assault on you as individuals and on your marriage as a couple. That's part of what's happening. Yeah, I totally love that. I love that you want to recognize what is the source. What is the source of that fire? And oftentimes in the beginning, it's evil. Yeah. We're told as kids not to play with matches, but the reality is the demons of hell and, and Satan himself and, and evil, they, they play with matches every yeah. day and they're trying to start marriages yeah. on fire. Trying to discourage you and trying to destroy you and trying to completely separate you. Totally. So evil literally wants you to go from arguing over what to eat for supper or over who didn't put the dishes in the dishwasher to, I want a divorce. Mm. That's it. I want a divorce. And what's so weird is it did start with the dishes not being put in the dishwasher, or it did start, you know, with uh, what to eat for supper. And these are crazy thoughts that pop up in your mind, but make no mistake about it. Just because they're ideas that pop up in your mind doesn't mean that they are your thoughts. Mm. In other words, what we're trying to tell you is when evil has an all out assault on you or your marriage, it's the evil one. And it's his fiery darts. And he's trying to put those thoughts into your mind. And when we think a thought, we naturally think, well, that's my thought. Right. But the reality is many times they're put there by right, yep. the devil. I love how you say that oftentimes if we have that idea, that thought, it doesn't mean that those are your thoughts and just distinguishing, is this my thought or is this honestly the enemy evil? When we say evil, we're talking about the devil. Like we believe in God and we believe in the devil and we're talking about the devil just trying to destroy our marriages. Yeah. And that's why in Ephesians chapter six, here's what it says. It gives us this incredible advice that really helps us to put out the fire in our marriages. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. And here's how you do it. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Isn't that interesting that it says devil's schemes? Why is it uh, being written to us? And talking about his schemes because he's got a strategy. He's up to no good. And then it goes on and says, in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith. Why? What will it do? It says, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the Mm -hmm. evil one. There's that fire. That's how you can put it out, man. It's the fire and it's the thoughts and he's, he's shooting them at us. But how do you do that? How do you put out those flames? Uh, certainly by faith, that shield of faith. But then it says even this, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. When I get stupid thoughts that aren't mine, I know they're not mine. They're evil. They're from the devil. Like, hey, Don, you ticked me off. And now I just want to move out of the house. 
man, it's, it's important to right away say, but what does the word of God say? Mm, yeah, and yeah. what is the word of we're married for life? And we do this together. We don't abandon each other. And, and so the reality is the evil one is the father of lies. And if he can get you to believe his lies, then he has won. He has set your house, your marriage, your car. He set your life on fire. So we also don't want to assume that just because we're extra irritable that like you, Don, uh, as my spouse, you're just extra annoying and, and I'm just having a bad day. And, and then that's all that's going on. Well, we need to remember that evil not only tries to hit us with lies and crazy ideas, but it's also trying to push our buttons right, yeah. so that we blow up at each other. You know, those moments, Don, <laughs> when I haven't had enough to eat right, yeah. and I'm getting hangry, hangry yep. <laughs> but the devil might try to push me a little bit further off the hangry edge, right? Yep. Or on the days where just lack of sleep or we're just extra busy or stresses come in, then that's when the devil can really come in between us and just throw those goofy thoughts or ideas into our head. Yeah. And when you respond to my stupidity or something I'm saying or doing, and you take it a step further, sometimes that's evil just nudging us and, and prodding us. And that's the interesting thing is evil doesn't sleep. It doesn't give up. It just keeps coming. And that's why we must stop and pray for God's help individually and as couples. That's why we must stop sometimes literally in the middle of a, a, a really petty conflict that's starting to burn out of control and acknowledge mm. that evil may have started the fire or added an accelerant. I love that first point. Just remember, man, that we're fighting against evil. And oftentimes when, when things come in, it's just evil trying to rip us apart. So what do you do when your marriage is on fire? It's important to remember that everyone is a sinner, even you. Travis, you are a sinner. Me, Don, Thanks I for am that reminder. a sinner. <laughs> you know, we all get to eat dirt on the floor begging God for forgiveness. That's the picture that Jesus gave of the man who is righteous. He got in the dirt and wouldn't even walk into the church. Oh, love that story. In Luke 18, 13, it says, instead, he beat his chest in sorrow saying, oh God, be merciful to me for I am a sinner. I tell you this sinner, not the Pharisee returned home justified before God for those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. So, so what does this mean? It means you're not perfect. I hate to tell you this, Travis, you're not perfect, <laughs> but guess what? I have to tell myself I'm not perfect. We all need to get a lot more humble and lower ourselves. We forgot to just ask him for forgiveness for anything we've done wrong. We need to do that today, tomorrow, mm. every single day in 10 years, we need to get humble and we need to stay humble. Yeah. It's never ending. No. In other words. Yeah. That's so good. And just getting in the dirt and realizing we need to be low. God needs to be high and we need to honor right. other people and just get humble. Yeah, I love that I agree. from Jesus. So we're talking about marriages being on fire and some of us are in that place where, where our marriage is on fire. So how do you put out the fire? So try this. Stop judging your spouse and start judging yourself. You know, why is it so darn easy to see the wrong in someone else's life, but rarely see our own glaring flaws. Jesus was so clear that we should become much better at taking out the bad out of our own lives, our attitudes and behaviors than trying to point out the little issues in other people's lives. It's really easy. I can look at you, Travis, and say, oh yeah, you do this, you do that, you do that, and just not even look at all the things that I do wrong. Yeah, we each have a list of the things that the other does wrong. 
but my list only has one thing on it or <laughs> right. zero yeah. things on it. Why is that? I don't know. It's man. terrible. You're, you're way worse than I am, right? No, <laughs> no, that's horrible. That's the attitude. But sometimes that's honestly, that's how we view each other. It really other. is, yes. Well, in Matthew 7, 3 through 5, it says, Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First, take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. We have to remember, these are Jesus's words here, and he is using a piece of wood as a metaphor and then looking at the sawdust in someone's eye. Just think of the difference in sizes. And that's the comparison that he's trying to, the picture that he's trying to give us. And it's so true. There's often times that I can look at you and point out all the little things and think that I'm just perfect when I just have massive plank in my own eye. I think the problem with judging your spouse all the time is that you really start to see them as your enemy, but are they, are you my enemy? No, absolutely not. They're your friend, your lover, parent of your children, lifelong companion, fellow adventurer, and trusted ally. Like we are on the same team. Our spouse is not our enemy. Jesus started that piece of advice with these words, do not judge or you too will be judged for in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured Yeah. You know what I think he's trying to say is, Don, if I'm going to be harsh with you as my wife and constantly nitpick and put everything you do under a microscope and judge you that harshly, Jesus is warning me. He's warning everybody else out there that's listening. Hey, if you treat your spouse like that, you're going to be judged that way, Mm -hmm. whether it's by your spouse in return or by God, you're going to be held to a higher standard, a higher level of accountability. It's better to just give your spouse grace yeah, it is. and Absolutely. overlook it. Yeah, sure. You know, sometimes I think we're just either too stressed out or maybe just overscheduled, which can cause us to really just nitpick our spouse and maybe, or maybe we're just bored and we need to get more hobbies so that we don't make judging or nitpicking our spouse, just our hobby. Like, Hey, like I'm going to find every single thing wrong with you. And that's going to be my hobby. You know, maybe we're just bored. Maybe we need to, you know, make sure we're occupying ourselves yes. with more productive yes. things than just nitpicking our spouse. And we do that privately, but we've met couples who do that publicly where they'll just sit there and it is like they don't have another hobby and they just rip on their spouse over and over and over again. I feel like it can quickly spiral out of control too, because there can be one little thing. And then that little thing can lead to other things that you just keep seeing. And man, you just need to break that cycle. Yeah. So it's really all about grabbing the fire extinguisher, dialing 911 and getting the firefighters, the the firemen to come. And, and what we're talking about is, is putting the fire out mm. in your marriage. If your marriage is on fire, how do you do that? How do you dial 911, get the, the fire extinguisher? Well, part of it is just agreeing to stop blaming each other. And this goes beyond judging. This is taking what we shouldn't be thinking about our spouses and then verbalizing it. And that's a problem. You know, sometimes we'll have a bad thought and it's probably from the devil, but we need to let it go. Instead, we cross the line and we verbalize it. So it's time to wave the white flag and decide that your language of accusing each other and blaming each other is going to take a very long vacation. In other words, we're done with that behavior. We're done with that a- attitude. We're going to pack its bag and tell blaming. Mm, yeah. It is no longer allowed in our home and in our marriage. Right. We're going to get rid yep. of that. And and it's just, okay, if I'm going to put the fire out, 
I got to stop blaming my spouse. I got to start looking at myself. And honestly, just taking responsibility sometimes for your own, your own actions. Yes, which is so helpful. Uh, author Elizabeth Gilbert said this. She said, you can measure the happiness of a marriage by the number of scars that each partner carries on their tongues, earned from years of biting back angry oh, that's words. Good. All right, Travis, let's see your tongue. <laughs> yeah. How many scars do you have? Hopefully a lot of yeah, them. I yeah. Think that's something that we still are working on. I think we need more. I think our we tongue are, needs some more scars. We are absolutely working on We're loving the fight, fighting for our marriage. So how do you put out the fire? Well, it's also remembering the love that you used to have for each other when you first became a couple and allow that to be a motivation to open up kind of the fire hydrant and pour cold cold water on the burning flames of your marriage. And what does that look like? It means choosing love and to think of your love. And of course, this will start to change the way you feel about your spouse. But we don't want you to stop at thinking about how much you love your spouse or how great that feeling was when you first got together. Instead, we want you to start writing them notes or sending them texts or telling them how your love for them is strong and deep and growing. Verbalize it, write it electronically send it, whatever, but share with them the things that you love the most about them and the flames and the heat and the danger is going to disappear and your marriage is going to be restored. I love that. I think there's something very powerful about just reminiscing about the past, Mm, not living in the past, but reminiscing about all the positive things, especially early on in the relationship when we didn't see the flaws in each other and it was just, everything was romantic. Yeah. Like back when I had hair, right? I I know you meant romance, but I did have hair back then and it looked pretty darn good. (laughs) Well, I think this last key that we're going to give you, but probably the most important thing is how do you put out the fire? Start praying together for one another, for your marriage and against the evil that is attacking you. I know we said this earlier, but we can't emphasize it enough. Prayer is one of the greatest ways we can help our own marriages. We can change our own hearts in the process and we can access the power of God. Prayer is just a massive tool. So true. Powerful. It works. You know, yes, we can and should pray that God would drive away all evil from our own hearts and from our relationships. But we also need to just pray to ask God to fill us with his love. God's love is the goal, the target for the kind of love that we need in our marriages. I know, Travis, every morning before we leave, I feel like we just try to stop and and pray. We do pray for our marriages because we know that there's an evil one. Like, let's pray against the evil one. We do. But then just pray for each other and just encourage each other, lift each other up. And we did that this morning. Uh, you just, right before you walked out the door, you just grabbed me, hugged me and said, hey, let's pray together. And that's just a habit that we have, but it was so good. And I, I think we would really encourage you as well. Get help, find a Christian counselor, pastor that you can see either in person or online, but be honest about the flaws that both of you have. Don't let any seeking of advice or help be an opportunity to kind of, you know, point the finger at your spouse. Instead, make it a chance for you to grow and become a better person right, and a yep. better husband and a better wife. Right. Yep. Absolutely. All of you guys, time for us to be firefighters, right? Pull out that fire extinguisher and man, just put out the smoke, put out the fire and do some of these things that we just suggested. Now, you guys, you got to remember when we do a podcast, we are talking to ourselves in the process. So as we are fighting for our marriage, are we as we're extinguishing fires, we are doing that in our own life as well. But we just so believe in you and we want to make sure that you are living your best life and just enjoying 
destroying your marriage along the way. Yeah, and the reason why we're doing it is, man, there was a a fire or an explosion at a house uh, in the national news just two days ago, and there's nothing left. And that's really a picture Mm, of what can happen to marriages. We don't want that to happen to our marriage. 31 years of marriage on to 32. And uh, we just, we just want to make sure that there are all the fires are put out and we're loving life, loving each other. You guys, honestly, we believe in you. You can do it. Well, we just want to thank you for listening to this episode of the loving the fight marriage podcast. Remember you can do it. You got this. Keep loving the fight. We'll see you next time.